You're listening to Brandon Butter, a straight talking, occasionally in your face, no BS, branding podcast for modern marketers and business owners. Here for those who want to understand the influence and power of branding and how pairing association, consumer behavior, and design thinking can impact what people see, think, and feel. I'm your host, Tara Ladd, the sometimes funny, sometimes vulnerable, and often unapologetically blunt founder and creative director of brand and design agency, your one and only. We often talk about building brands that are memorable and stick around, but often we don't talk about how to make that happen. And so what we do is people talk about consistency, but they don't really dive into what that consistency means. So today I actually want to talk about what the mere exposure effect is. So we're talking about something that actually can shape daily choices without us even realizing. It's the reason why we might prefer a specific song or a certain brand. And most of that knuckles down into recognition and recall and how often we see something based on how it's consistently shown. But the science behind the mere exposure effect, let's talk about that. So it started as, you know, a a social experiment by a social psychologist named, uh, and forgive me if I get this wrong, uh, Robert Siwans. And it was done in the 1960s. So he did a few experiments where he exposed subjects to specific stimuli like words and images and shapes over and over again. And what he found was pretty fascinating. So the more often a subject was exposed to a particular stimulus, the more they reported to liking it. It's almost like the familiarity of it built a likable connection. So pretty interesting, right? So it was a pretty groundbreaking discovery in psychology because it showed us that, you know, seeing something often can directly influence our preference and choice. So he laid down the foundation for understanding how powerful repeated exposure, aka consistency, can be in shaping our attitudes and decisions. So how does it actually work? So you've got to understand how people become familiar with things. When we're repeatedly exposed to something, our brains start to recognize it easily. Recognition, yeah? The recognition creates a sense of comfort and reduces our natural fear of the unknown because it's like when you hear a song for the first time and then after you've seen it a few times, you're more likely to start singing and chilling out to it. It's like, you know when you go to a dance floor and no one enters the dance floor until a song they like comes on? Super interesting stuff. But anyway, so you hear it on the radio the first time and you find yourself humming along and then eventually it becomes one of your favorite songs. It's like, you know, and then you have it on repeat, but you've got to warm your way up into that. It's like our brain is responding to this sense of familiarity. Um, I can never say that word properly, so don't judge me on it. Familiarity, familiar. (laughs) Um, But it's not the song that's changed. It's your perception. And so this is so important for brands. It's not just about music. 
it happens with faces, it happens like people, um, you know, products, words, the more that we see them, the more likely we're going to have a preference for them. And the mere exposure effect basically in action is pretty subtle, but something that's pretty powerful in the force that shapes our everyday experience. So when we talk about understanding the brand awareness stages, this is why that's important. So for those that don't know, you usually have five stages of the brand awareness stage. One is top top one where they just do not know who you are. So imagine walking up to someone in the street, you say, hey, how's it going? You've introduced yourself. They already know step one. You've already kind of moved them through. What we try and do with brands is help them to establish content and stories that build connections with their audience so that people become familiar with them. If people do not know who your brand is, they're not going to buy from you. And so it goes like this. You start by talking to someone and introducing yourself so that they get to know a bit about you. Then they move into the next stage where they've seen you around. They may not follow you yet, but they've started to notice who you are. Then you move into the stage where they've kind of started to follow you now, right? They're they're getting a bit of a liking. um, They're understanding what you're about. And then they move into the next stage where they really start to like you and they feel that they're value aligned and then they're ready to buy from you. So these are your hot, you know, what are they called? Bottom of the funnels. They're ready to kind of funnel down. If you look at it like an upside down triangle, funnel down into, you know, into ready to buy. They're more, they're the ones that are more likely to to take a hard, hard sell. And then obviously outside of that, you've got retention. So keeping those people in for brand loyalty and um, sharing your name, because if you can get someone to talk about your brand positively, then that's gold. That's better than you trying to do it. Then you've got people that are advocating for your brand. There, keep those people. Do whatever you need to do to keep those people because that's essentially free marketing. And so when we talk about the mere exposure effect, what we're talking about is those first few stages of just becoming that brand that people see all the time, often all the, you know, and that's how the algorithm works, yeah? You you become something or you, there's a brand that that you engage with and then you start to engage with it a little bit more or you stay with it and it, it notices the way that you're interacting with the product so it starts to show you that more. That's what will happen with your brand if you do the right things. And so it's about shaping strategies that help people to understand who you are, what you do, what you're about, who you're here for. Not just about the product that you're selling, but everything about the brand behind it. And this is where brand messages come in. So the mere exposure effect comes to play when you start to repeat the same things about your brand over and over that you want people to know about it. If you just post it once and forget about it, then people are not going to remember. It's all about the brand impression. Something like five to seven brand impressions before people remember your brand. So in order for you to become, I guess, memorable, you need to be doing that stuff often and repetitively. And you might sound like a broken record, but that's when you know that you're working. When you start to post the same thing over and over again, that's what people will remember you for. Now, this also works with visuals. When you post 
the same graphics, the same look, the same feel people become familiar with your brand so that they can identify it straight away when it rocks up in the feed. And this is why it's so important to have an identity that is very much aligned to you and tailored to you and not just a custom or not a custom, but a tailored template by someone else on Canva or something. You have to make sure that something is specifically created for your brand and your brand only so people can navigate and go, yep, that's that brand straight off the bat. A perfect example of a the mere exposure effect for a product is Coca-Cola. We've seen the Coke bottle brand so much that we know that we can identify that bottle shape without it even having a picture of it, just a pure silhouette in white and placed on a billboard. You would know exactly what it is. It's repeat exposure over and over and over again. And so you'll see things like product placement in ads or um, TV shows or influencers. And this is strategically done. So when you start to subtly see it without you even realizing it's already become part of the stimuli that you've surrounded yourself with till eventually you go, oh, I saw that somewhere. Where did I see it? You have to be very careful of overexposing. Um, you don't want to do it too much. But I don't know. Barbie just did that really well. And I think that that was drummed into everyone's head so much that that movie just blew up because everyone knew when it was coming out. Everyone joined the hype of it. They had a whole bunch of things involved in that, including nostalgia. So it was just everywhere. So it's important to know that using the mere exposure effect or basically consistency is helping you to establish connection by owning the topic of discussion that you speak about or owning the product category that you specialize in. And remember here, your brand is not the product or service that you sell. You can essentially create a brand that could create something vastly different in that category and the brand would still be reputable. The brand also needs to stand alone outside of what you sell. What you sell is obviously key, but for instance, a brand like Who Gives a Crap could release something that is, so long as it fits within you know the narrative of the brand, that's something that is socially um, conscious, a socially conscious product or socially aware product, uh, like you know recyclable. Thank you did this well. I should even just move to them. Thank you did this really well when they started with thank you water. And then they started to sell, you know, toilet paper and hand, hand wash and all of those things. They can continue to evolve their product line based on the fact that their brand was so solidified in, you know, social, the social enterprise space and giving back and doing all of that stuff, that that's what the brand stood for alone without the product sitting underneath it. The product was just a reflection of what the brand stood for. And so that's the biggest thing where businesses get stuck is that they think that it's their product that is what people want. It is, but it's your brand that needs to stand out separately from the product and the brand and the service so that they can then align a human attribute and I guess an overarching value alignment to know if they want to identify and connect with your brand. So when we start to look at ways that you can implement the mere exposure effect, it's pretty simple. It starts by a slow introduction and then they start to see you more and more and then you show up in all these different places and collaborations and online and all of these, you know, I guess uh, places of reputability that 
can solidify your reputation. And so once you start to see people go, oh, okay, oh, she works with them and oh, she works with them or he works with them or does stuff with them, then you can start to see how the brand will start to evolve. Social proof, influence, all of these things then start to come into consideration. So before you start to just go hammer to nail on what you're putting out, make sure that you have a really clear idea of what it is that you want people to remember your brand by and make sure that you have that message going out over and over and over again. And this is what brand voice is. Brand voice is your key messages that you want people to know about your brand that shape who your brand is. Brand tone, on the other hand, is the way that you say it. So it could be sarcasm or humor or uh, elegance, whatever that is, it needs to align to the overarching brand. And the way that you do that is done through mere exposure. It kind of happens pretty quickly from that point with people. So if you kind of go out and you're just, this is why it takes so long. The exposure is what takes a while. So if you can get yourself in front of a large audience rather quickly, it's pretty simple. You'll get your name out there. So long as you've got the pillars in place and the content there ready to go, they'll come to your pages or the things that you're doing, your channels, wherever you are. And so long as the message is in really strong alignment, then you'll start to build the brand. If you build connections and start to build visibility, but there is nothing there that's that's representative of what you do and what you stand for, people will not stick around. So it's all about understanding the strategy pillars, why you exist, who you're here for, what you do, and then talking the crap out of it so that you can get as much visibility and exposure as you can so that people remember who it is and what you do. As they say, first to mind, tip of the tongue. So that's it for today. I hope you liked that one. Um, We've got more coming out about this. If you're not on the email list, I suggest you jump on there because we talk about stuff like this all the time, but we wrap it up into how brands um, or people are leveraging them. So yeah, make sure you slip in and have a chat if you have a question to ask because I'm around. Until then, I'll chat to you next week. Did you like that episode? I hope so. Because if you did, why don't you head over to whatever platform you listen on and rate and review. It's much appreciated and helps others know what we're about. If you want to follow us, you can find us at yourwantandonly underscore au on Instagram or head to www.youwantandonly.com.au.